3: Like It Matters Radio, heard weekday mornings at 9 on Wellness Radio, KDIZ,
0: Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. As the Democrats' impeachment hearings continue this morning, Republicans asking permission to convene hearings of their own, a day of hearings conducted by the GOP minority. Republican Devin Nunes submitting the request to Intelligence Committee Chair Democrat Adam Schiff.
1: We look forward to the chair promptly scheduling an agreed-upon time for the minority day of hearings so that we can hear from key witnesses that you have continually blocked from testifying.
0: Testifying this morning, David Holmes. He's the diplomat who overheard President Trump's phone call with the president of Ukraine. Today, the Intelligence Committee will also hear from former White House National Security aide, Hill. In Wall Street this morning, stocks currently in the red. Right now, the Dow is down about 17 points, and the S&P is off 6 points. This is SRN News.
4: November is Long-Term Care Awareness Month. Most of us know someone who has dealt with or is dealing with the stress that can come with the long-term care of a loved one. There are many factors to consider, such as quality of life, caregiving, and the financial aspect associated with long-term care. This month's Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Stream online
5: at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com or tune in with our free mobile app.
2: The Christmas Mortgage Miracle. That means you could have your mortgage or rent paid for all of next year. And the great thing is you can sign up once a day every day between now and the end of the contest, December 20th. For details, TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. You must be a fan club member and the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom Matiny of New American Funding. Your forecast for this Thursday, decreasing clouds, a little breezy. Temperatures uh, staying in the 30s for the most part.
5: Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne.
4: And I'm Danica Bourne. And,
5: and we're, we're the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast tax. tax.
4: We started our company 10 years ago in an effort to help our fellow Christians experiencing tax issues resolve their matters by taking a simple three-step approach.
5: South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys that specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We're also a small firm who will treat you like family, not just a number.
4: Call us today at one 800 TAX 1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start.
5: Proverbs 1522 says... Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together, we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176.
4: Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs, but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade, but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock, but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410. Or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com.
0: Online Trading
1: Academy Radio. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now, I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high
0: school official? Go to HighSchoolOfficials.com to learn more and begin the application
1: process. Expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
2: Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired?
3: You're Radio Life Caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black, and I am live in the wellness studios here in uh, Minneapolis. Glad to be here, and boy, the drive-in this morning, I thought was going to be terrible. A little bit of snow, a little bit of rain, but uh, uh, the drivers here in Minneapolis are kind and sweet, and so it was nice and easy. So, But today, you need to buckle up, because today I'm going to play doctor. You know, I always uh, have a lot of people uh, ask me if I'm a doctor and say, no, I just play one on weekends. They go, that doesn't actually sound that good. But (laughs) what I mean to say is, no, I'm not a a licensed doctor. Uh, I don't have any of that stuff. But what I do is I help fix people. I teach people how they work. And once you know how you work, then you can figure out is if what you're doing is getting you what you want. Now, presupposed in there is you know what you want, and as I deal with people over the last 30 years, one thing I learned a long time ago is most people don't know what they want. Oh, they can give you a plethora. They can give you a list of things they don't want. Oh, no, I don't want to be yelled at. I don't want to be in a dead-end job. I don't want that uh, that guy in the White House. Uh, I don't want this. I don't want that. But what do you want? And what do you want so bad that you're willing to change your behavior? What do you want so bad that you're willing to be uncomfortable for a couple days? What do you want so bad that you're willing to take a look at the way you process, the way you think to see if there might be a better way? And so today I'm going to play doctor. You know, uh, I I have this thing. I live a very intense life and, uh, you know, I travel a lot and I speak a lot. And uh, I drive 24 hours at a time, and uh, boy, my body—to use a, a horse terminology—my uh, body's been uh, ridden hard and putting away wet <laughs> because uh, I've uh, I've got mileage out of this thing, and so about every year and a half, two years. Uh get a little tightness in my jaw because I get tension and I get a sinus infection or ear infection. I keep pushing, keep speaking, keep doing things. Uh, and then the pressure starts building in my whole, you know, ear, nose, throat type of area there in the face. And to where it gets so bad to where if my teeth touch, I feel like my teeth are falling out. And so then I have to go to the doctor, get a little antibiotic for my ears and all that's going on, and after two days taking the antibiotic, the pain goes away, and then a week later, I'm all better for a year and a half, two years, depending on the tension. But yet, even though I know exactly what needs to be done, I go to quick care, a little quick care center, they make me feel this four-page thing. All this history, four pages, you have this, you have that, you have that, but it's not just about me. It's about everybody that might be in my bloodline as well. Uh, and I've got to a point now where I tell them basically I know nobody in my family. <laughs> and I just check off things real quick. I've got it down. Now, those four pages, uh, I could fill out about 47.5 seconds, and it's pretty quick. But what the doctor is doing, they're wanting to diagnose. They're wanting to diagnose. Uh, and, man, I, I can't even watch TV anymore. Uh, i 'm so disappointed, I can be honest with you in our country and what 's going on with this whole charade uh, of congress I just can 't believe we 're wasting money and time uh, and that people are really believing in this stuff and interested in this stuff. Uh, it looks more like a human resources meeting. It looks like a complaint against employee against a, uh, a boss, which happens every single day in, in the world. But yet we got to spend millions of dollars and stop everything else from ha- happening so that we can play this little game uh, called the resistance. And so, you know, I really take a look at what's going on around us. Uh, and, you know, I'm a man of God, first and foremost, and uh, I don't hold that against anybody It's not, you know, God chose some, God didn't choose others. That's just the way it is. And so uh, lately I was been in the book of Romans and it hit me. It's Romans 10, two through three. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. It's right there in front of us. Zeal without knowledge. Zeal without knowledge. Boy, there's a lot of people stirred up. They're not sure why they're stirred up, but they're bitter, hateful, uh, destroy, beat up, spitting someone's food, run somewhere off the road, disown them on Facebook. You see it? All this tension, and you know why, right? Because the University of Washington, I think it was, 22 years ago, 20 years ago, uh, did a long study that forever changed politics, at least consciously. Because what they found out is that angry people are more prone to vote. Just sad reality. Angry people are more prone to vote. In other words, when things are going well, people don't feel the need to stand in line and do all this other stuff. But if you can get them you know, agitated, boy, get them ginned up, Oh, man, they'll stand in line for hours. Oh, yeah, they will. And so why does this matter? Because it's affecting everything we do. And I'm a to lay the case. On my radio show, i got an hour, four segments. And what I like to do is treat it like a, a prosecuting attorney. You know, I like to lay out a case because I don't want you to just take my word for it. And that's why as we transition this radio show, a lot of you don't know, but December 2nd is going to be a lot of changes taking place. I'm excited about the changing uh, changes taking place and, and we're evolving. And, and like it matters radio uh, is actually going to be evolving into what I call like it matters radio, the teleos view, the complete view, because what I do is I teach you with science, Uh, My basis of my knowledge is transactional analysis, logotherapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. I've been teaching leadership for 30 years, studying it. Psychology, biology, physiology, emotional intelligence. Uh, Dr. Deming's work of constant, never-ending improvement. Uh, Epigenetics, showing that we are a byproduct of our environment. And then I, I wrap it in the Word of God because, first and foremost, I'm a man of God. And if I can't uh, support it biblically, then it really doesn't matter. It's just my opinion. And my opinion and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee at Come and Go. But you need it better be a small cup, and it can't be anything fancy because it's only got a dollar. My opinion only has the value that anybody else gives it. And so I, I like to help people attain important knowledge about how they work and what's going on. It's like going to that doctor. You know, once we understand what's going on, then we can have a diagnosis and prescribe something to make it do better. And so I always want you to make the best possible decision. I don't own the truth. There's a lot of people out there that think they own the truth. You're looking at people like John Legend and uh, what is it, Chrissy Teigen and uh, all these celebrities that think they know more than everybody else and think they're better than everybody else. And I've had people say that, well, you think you know more than everybody else. No, I don't. Absolutely do not. Absolutely do not. I do know, though, that there's a book of truth out there. And so I study the book of truth. And so I go to that book of truth, even the Constitution, which nowadays uh, people want to quote. They didn't care about a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. But now we want to quote it all the time. Where do you think the Constitution came from? Read the history books. Our founding fathers all believed in the God of the Bible. And so it's a basis of it. And so I wrap it all up. In that word of God and so today I'm gonna lay the case that what's going on in this country What's making it so bad is that there's a lot of zeal without knowledge I believe a lot of people that I don't agree with out there I believe a lot of people that I dislike out there I believe a lot of people that I see destroying this country a lot of them not all of them a lot of them have good intent They really do they have zeal they have zeal they have a passion for what they believe in I'm just suggesting suggesting that it's not coming from a base of knowledge. It's coming from feelings, and I love feelings. I'm a feelings kind of guy. I'm kinesthetic. Remember, there are three ways we all process information, visually through sight, uh, auditorily through hearing, and kinesthetically through emotion and or experience. And I'm very kinesthetic. I'm too uh, emotion-driven. But I'm also a very logically-minded person, and I believe in emotional intelligence, which is the emotional use of intelligence and the intelligent use of emotions. Dr. Dan Goldman and many other have done a lot of work in it and I teach it. And so today, I'm gonna probably get some of you stirred up, but that's okay. But I wanna give you some zeal with knowledge because God said the problem out there is zeal without knowledge. Paul said the problem out there was zeal without knowledge. And if you look around what's going on, it really is. There's a lot of good people hating someone because he supposedly hates. Well, that's just silly. Because why would you hate someone who's doing the same thing you're doing? You hate yourself? I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And we'll be back in three minutes.
1: It is just absolutely fascinating. So, of course, they are looking at me like, what happened to you? And on a personal point of view, so many things have happened
6: since I got home. It's almost a miracle. It's not almost. It is a miracle. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net.
1: First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself
6: included. 48 Hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio. Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Yes, the doctor is in the house. And no, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the weekends. Uh, I have a a friend. um, uh, He uh, works for CBN, and we did a lot of brain mapping. You know, we can take your fingerprints and uh, give you a 37-page printout uh, of your uh, brain. Uh, And David, I I did his uh, fingerprints for him, for his wife, uh, for his daughter, And David would always call me Dr. Black. And I'd say, please, David, I'm I'm not a doctor. Uh, Don't call me a doctor. But he says, you're our brain doctor, you know, because I have a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience. Uh, But uh, I'm playing doctor today because, uh, you know, you got to get diagnosed before you can get treated. You got to diagnose what is the problem. You just don't go to a doctor and say, hey, I need some antibiotics. I need a muscle relaxer. uh, And I need he's going to say, excuse me, (laughs) excuse me. Say what? He's going to want to diagnose and he'll decide what he's going to give you based on what he sees as the problem based on the symptoms you have and the environment you're in. Right? I mean, if you have a history, you live in an environment of abusing narcotics, that doctor is going to be very careful of giving you a pain pill. It's just the sad reality of the world we live in. And so you got to understand as a leader, you got to understand two things. You got to understand the environment that you're in. And you got to understand the time that it is, because time uh, is a, about respect. Uh, time's about uh, knowing where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be, the mindset you're supposed to have. And, and by time, I don't mean chronos. I don't mean the time on your clock. I mean Kairos, right? The time that we're living in. And so you got to realize that I want to give you a full view. I believe that the better view, the more information we can take in, the more reasonable the decisions we can make. And reasonable, I love that word, uh, because the basis of reasonable is reason, right? Reason, a thought process, thinking about it. I love words. Words have meaning. And so you got to understand the words, what they mean. People throw around words all the time. They have no idea what they're saying. My little boy is four and a half years old. He loves to do that. <laughs> he throws out their words, and I'm like, uh, that's not how you use that word, <laughs> But he's four and a half years old, okay? I'm not four and a half years old. Uh and so we wanna know what words mean. And so I wanna give you a, a Telios view, the uh it's a complete view, it's a mature view. Uh any great uh general, any great warrior will tell you that the more the battlefield that they can see, the better uh the decisions they can make. And so we gotta know the environment because it's critical, uh, and we also gotta know what time we're living in. And right now, if you notice that we have an epidemic, we got a lot of hurting people out there, hurting other people. And this weekend, I'll be in Leadership Awakening in in Minneapolis. That's what I'm here for. Uh, and I'll have eight people in there. And once I get them beyond the surface, once I get them beyond their facades, once I get them beyond their perfect marriage, their perfect work environment, everybody's perfect, everything's doing great, everybody's doing well, once I get beyond the fakeness of that and get into the reality of what's going on in most people's life, uh, is well will there's a lot of pain down there. There's a lot of pain. And pain can be a great motivator or pain can be a great dismotivator. It all depends on how you approach it. And what you process. And I honestly believe that one of the greatest things in life uh, that affects more things than anything else is how we process our past. How we process our past. And so I deal with a lot of pain. And one thing I realized a long time ago that hurting people hurt people. And unless you understand this, you'll never do something different. And that's the epidemic. We have hurting people hurting people. Uh, what we're doing with our eyes, with our thoughts, what we watch, what we listen to, and who we hang out with. That's why I tell people you got to turn off CNN. You got to turn off MSNBC, that, that hateful, those stations, their destruction and bitterness. And, man, I, I can't watch it for 30 seconds. It makes me sick. It makes my skin crawl because it is programming people. Here's the problem. When the election's over, where does the anger go? Well, I'll tell you where the anger goes. Wendy's customer arrested after chasing friend with pocket knife over large food order. This was yesterday's newspaper. A large food order at a fast food restaurant reportedly resulted in one customer chasing another around with a knife. A woman was arrested on Tuesday after allegedly threatening and chasing her friend. Did you hear that? It wasn't a Trump supporter. Uh, it wasn't someone that voted different than they. This was her friend. A woman was arrested on Tuesday after allegedly threatening and chasing her friend with a pocket knife outside of a Wendy's in Nashville, Tennessee. The pair reportedly got into an argument, you ready for this, over the amount of food that she ordered. That was why she was going to kill her. This lady's name, I don't like to give the people's name, I don't want to feed it, uh, drove her friend to uh, the restaurant expecting the other woman to pay. According to the police reports, the other woman became angry at this woman for ordering too much food at the drive-thru. The pair reportedly pulled in a parking space and continued the argument. At this point, this woman allegedly pulled out a pocket knife and told her friend to exit the vehicle. So then she threatened to kill her friend and chased her around the car with a pocket knife. The unnamed woman eventually made it to a nearby gas station where she called for help. But let me reach the last paragraph of this article, because this is really why I got the article outside of the first part. It says Tuesday's incident marks the latest in a string of violent altercations observed at fast food restaurants. Most notably, a Popeye's customer in Wisconsin received an unexpected side of mayhem when a wild brawl between employees erupted moments after he walked into a Milwaukee location of the chicken chain. How much uh, violence have you heard about a Popeye's recently, right? Don't you see what's going on? And this is why we must deal with the entire being. We got to deal with the entire being. See, man is a threefold being. You got to get this. This is the foundation, so foundational. Some of you are missing it. See, for me, I am a spirit. I live in a body and I possess a consciousness, right? Heart or mind, I should say, body and spirit. The real me is spirit. You know, I'm not the vehicle. You know, I got a, a junkie vehicle. Uh, I got a Pinto, you know, uh, I heard I get a Cadillac next time, but I got a Pinto this time, but I have a body. But if you look at my carbon based life form, that is not Mr. Black. You got to look inside. You know, I drive a black Jeep and when I drive up in my black Jeep, no one waves at me said, Hey, there's black, the black Jeep. I'm not the black Jeep. I'm the driver inside the black Jeep. You're not that body. That body is your temporary dwelling place. It's your tabernacle. Uh, it's just your your tent, if you will. See, plants live on a physical plane, right? Animals exist on two planes, right? They also exist on that physical plane, but they exist as well on a conscious plane, right? They have a mental process, right? Now, man, life exists on a physical, right, flesh, on a conscious, mental, and on a spiritual plane, in the same degree by which the plant life is separated from the animal life by the inclusion of the consciousness, so man is separated from the animal life by inclusion of the spirit aspect of his nature. And as you know, we all know, we have certain physical needs, body drives, biological, physical needs, and that's where Abraham Maslow goes in the hierarchy of needs. This is why I back everything up with science. You know, uh, physiologist Abraham Maslow identified seven categories of basic needs common to all people. And Maslow represent the needs as a hierarchy in the shape of a pyramid, right? So you have basic physiological needs. Everybody has those. I don't care what color your skin is. Uh, I don't care who you voted for. Uh, I don't care what your socioeconomic background is. We all have physical and physiological needs, basic needs, food, water, shelter. And if those aren't dealt with, nothing else matters. And then there's safety and security needs, Right. People need to satisfy those then for safety and security. That's why I don't care. You know, 99.9% of all of our DNA is identical. You can get two people that look totally opposite one from totally different worlds, one Christian, one non Christian, one um, uh, of color, one of not color, one of high upbringing, one of low upbringing. All that, 99.9% is identical. There's one human race. Stop it with the race wars, people. There's only one race. That's it. But boy, we got an enemy out there that wants to separate us and tell us that, uh, oh, no, no, they're different. Oh, no, they're different. They look different. They talk different. They sound different. 99.9%. We all have those needs, safety and security needs. And then above that is love and belonging needs, right? We need to be fit in somewhere. And you know, we have value. And then above that is self-worth and self-esteem needs above that. Uh, then, is the deficiency needs, right? Because these, I mean, I'm sorry, the first were were deficiency needs, and now above that is now building on that. But until those deficiency needs are met, nothing else matters. And then above that, he says, the need to know and understand. Above that, he said, aesthetic needs. And that's the quality of being creatively, beautiful, artistically. And then above that, the highest one is self-actualization. And the upper three levels of the pyramid constitute a person's growth needs. And that's what I work to deal with on this show, is the growth needs. How do we take our life, wherever it is, good, bad, right, wrong, and take it to the next level? That's the purpose of this radio show. That's why I prepare. That's why I pay the 50 grand a year that I do to be on this radio. I gain nothing from it. I want to help you grow. I want to help you become closer to the George Bernard Shaw you could have been. Remember George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer, was nearing the end of his life, and he was with a group of reporters. And one of the reporters raised his hand and said, George, I got a question for you. If you were to live your life all over again, and you could be anybody you want to be, anybody, a spiritual leader, a political leader, anybody, and live your life all over again, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again, and be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And when he was talking about living to his full potential, without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without carrying our chains of pain from our past into other people's future, the past does not divine us. Your DNA does not define you. What defines you is the way you act, the way you think, the way you show up, the way you treat people. That's what we deal with on this radio show. So I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes.
6: What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare leadership awakening to other training he's received.
2: You focus on the individual.
1: I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a band-aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's
6: a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
5: So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of Metashare. Metashare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So, seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing Metashare works. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry with 400,000 members. They've shared over 2 billion in medical bills so they can help share your needs too. And with MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And that's a beautiful thing too. So. Here's how you can find out more, and you might actually wind up saving even more than 500 a month, so check into it. 844-51-BIBLE. That's 844-51-BIBLE. 844-51-BIBLE.
4: Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees.
1: Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that
6: Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, Radio Life Caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, I'm actually live in the wellness studios here in Minneapolis. And uh, glad to be here. I'm doing a leadership awakening class this weekend. Uh, it'll be our final class of the year. So if you want to come out on Saturday at 3.30 at graduation, love to have you. It's a public graduation. You can uh, see people's lives changed in 48 hours. Uh, you will see the impossible. I actually teach people how they work. I help them clean up the past. I get them emotionally involved with their cause. And I teach them how they create experience, how you make yourself angry, how you make yourself bitter, how you turn yourself on, how you turn yourself off, how you've been programmed and how to change that programming based on who you are, based on what you want, based on where you're going, based on whose you are. That's a reasonable understanding of not only who you are, but why you're here. And it's not an emotional experience, although you'll come out there emotionally on fire. It is a reasoning experience. It's a reasonable experience. It is a way I teach you more about your physiology and how you work. You are a machine. You are a machine. You got to realize that. See, man is a threefold being. We talked about this. Spirit, right? You live in the spirit. You are spirit. You live in a body, and you possess a consciousness. It's three-part being. And you have to understand what's going on. Because we have psychological needs, sociological needs. We have physiological needs. And if those needs aren't met, then there's a problem. And if we have deep spiritual needs, that's the most important. Remember, the neurological levels of change. Six levels. And change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. The lowest level is environment. You change your environment, you take an alcoholic out of a bar, they're still an alcoholic. So just by changing your environment, you're not going to change your life. Above that's behavior. Above that is capability. Above that is belief systems and values. Above that is identity. And above that is spirit. Now, if you don't believe in God, then spirit means to you your bigger connection to the universe. Why you are in existence at all. What's your purpose? That's what is meant by the word spirit. Those of us that know God, that, that seek the God of the Bible, we know that that is Jehovah. That's Yahweh. That's Elohim. It's Adonai. It's El Shaddai. That is who our spirit is. And the, because it's the top chain, when you change that, everything else below it changes. When you change who you believe you are, everything else below that changes. When you p- change your basically basic structure of your beliefs and your values, you change your capabilities, you change the way you show up, your behaviors, and you change where you show up, your environment. Change takes place from the top down, not from the bottom up. And Einstein, a very smart man, much smarter than me, Said you can never solve a problem at the same level you created that And so we have deep spiritual needs because we're all spirit whether you believe in god or not doesn't matter You're still a spiritual being having a fleshly experience And so because of these deep spiritual needs, I have a need for a meaningful meaningful relationship with god Every single human being ha- has a void in their life a void in their soul and it's in the shape of Jesus Christ. And the only thing that can fill that, and we fill it with a lot of other stuff. For some, uh, their God is government, right? The, the left is the God of government. That's their God. And they're attempting to fill that void with government. And they're going to rescue everybody and take everybody's money and spend it wiser because they're smarter than everybody else. But we need a meaningful relationship with God. No man is complete without this relationship. Man is made with a subject unto emptiness without this connection. And when God created man, he built in us a need for him. In our spirit, there's a thirsting after a meaningful relationship. I cannot have a full, complete life until I've come into this relationship with God. Now, psychologists call this interesting word. You're going to be blown away by the word of what's called in psychology. It's called frustration. And <laughs> a big scientific term. Whoa, what's the word? What's the word? It's called frustration. It's the basic element of that creates the problem within us the underlying sense that something is missing anybody get this yet but we're so surface i'm a i'm a scuba diver not in real life but psychologically in relationships but most people are surface dwellers They're snorkelers they're just going around the surface how's the weather how about those vikings how about those cowboys right you see the game last night i don't know which espn which one of the 22 espn stations So we get so busy that we don't want to deal with this missing link. In psychology, frustration is a common emotional response to opposition related to anger, annoyance and disappointment. Frustration arises from the perceived resistance to the fulfillment of an individual's will or goal. This is from Wikipedia and is likely to increase when a will or goal is denied or blocked. And there's where the symptoms start. Remember I told you, I'm playing doctor here. I just showed you the genesis. By the way, a little parenthetical side note. Do you know in the disease cycle, let's say zero is dead and 100 is totally healthy. Do you know when you're in the process of disease, that's a great word. Do you know when you start noticing symptoms? 60%. That's scary. Because then people go to a pharmacological answer. And then it causes all the other problems. You notice the pattern? And see, what a lot of people then want to do, depending on how they're inbred, the base of knowledge they have, do they have a teleos view, a complete view of what's going on? Or they have just this pain in their heart that then they're letting other people tell them what how to fill it. And that's where we get to what's affecting America. It's called the drama triangle. Now, it's driven by a zeal without knowledge. Don't get me wrong. But what's really happening is we're taking a wild ride on this roller coaster called the Drama Triangle. Uh, Dr. Stephen Cartman, I believe, is the one that uh, came up with the Drama Triangle. And again, where did I get this? I think it was Wikipedia. The Drama Triangle is a social model of human interaction. The triangle maps a type of destructive interaction that can occur between people in conflict. you know anybody in conflict today? Anybody at all? Anybody? Ever been to Wendy's? <laughs> ever been to Popeyes? <laughs> uh, you ever turn on the news? Ah! Uh, between people in conflict. The drama triangle model is a tool used in psychotherapy, specifically transactional analysis. And the drama triangle is an inverted triangle. Uh, at the bottom, uh, it's victim. Boy, America, we become a country of victims. We're better than this. You know, a lot of people don't know. Jackie Robinson did it just by chance become the first black player in major league baseball he was groomed he was picked because of his love of god they knew that they had to pick somebody who could endure being spit upon being called every terrible name that human beings can call each other to be ridiculed to be mocked they knew they had to have a strong enough man to hold his tongue do you hear i said a strong enough man not a weak enough man We've got it so inverted day that a strong person destroys another person that comes off. No, I think one of the strongest men, the strongest man that ever lived was Jesus Christ. You couldn't find a more powerful man than that. And he endured a lot. He held his tongue. Even when people could take his life, he was spit upon, mocked. And what did he do? He said, forgive them, father, for they know not what they do. All of you in the resistance out there, I want you to think, what can that man in that white house do to you specifically? That is worse than what we did to Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ didn't create a resistance. He didn't want to destroy the Roman kingdom. Matter of fact, if you know, Judas got so upset that Judas betrayed him because he thought that's what he was going to do. No, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That's what's lacking in America today. Understanding. Empathy. Empathy. And so we get on this drama triangle. We all become victim. You know, victims overwhelmed by their own vulnerability, doesn't take responsibility for their own situation. And then because of that, a lot of times we then become the persecutor. So we go from the victim to the persecutor. Persecutors unaware of their own power and therefore discounts it. Power used in a negative and often destructive way. I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these movements out there, the resistance is all about now. Oh, I'm a victim. It wasn't fair the guy I want or the woman I wanted to get voted in uh, didn't get in. So I'm going to not accept the outcome of the election. And I'm going to destroy this man. When's the last time you heard about Robert Mueller? It's all awful. Silent out there. (laughs) No, because that couldn't get him impeached. So now we're on to something new. They're just looking for something to get this guy to office. And some of you are playing along. You're better than this. Why? Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat it. If they are successful, this is the new precedent moving forward. Is this really how you want this country to move forward? Some of you are feeding that because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome. So what's going to happen next time? If this works, the next time there's a Democrat in there, what do you think the Republicans are going to do? The same exact thing that they did to their man, they're going to do to this other person. And so some of you are asking for this. You keep feeding this, and be careful what you ask for. You might get it. And the other side of the drama triangle is a rescuer. Someone always running out there to save people. So they see as vulnerable. Work hard, often help unasked for. And then you never let people grow, never become who they are. And I mean, look at it. Do you hear that? Representative Hank Johnson, victim Colin Kaepernick, mistreated by NFL and Congress should look into. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick's not a victim of anything. Look at his life. He's been so gifted, so blessed. He feels so guilty about it. He's now doing the weird stuff he's doing. How about this? You know another victim out there? Uh, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, he's a victim. Yep. He did this whole hoax to destroy 40 percent of this country, that anybody who voted for Trump hates black people, and he created this whole thing, but Jesse Smollett is the victim. So he's countersuing the city of Chicago for maliciously prosecuting him in bad faith. Zeal without knowledge. I believe there's a lot of people in the Black Lives Matter movement that really have a great zeal, that really have some good stuff, but they're doing it in a bad way. Women's movement. Women, there's some real gripes in our past. Absolutely women. But man, what's going on in that movement? Becoming persecutors, uh, becoming some of the things you It's not. How about the resistance? So ladies and gentlemen, we got to understand, we got to go back to the basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Are you a builder? Are you a destroyer? Are you turning the other cheek? Are you being like a Jackie Robinson? Are you being like a Martin Luther King? Holding your tongue, turning the other cheek, praying for hope, having a dream that tomorrow could be better than today? And if you don't have that dream, then what's the hope? And without hope, people perish. I am Mr. Black. You are Under Constructs on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes.
2: to fish and you feed them for a meal. Teach them to fish and you change their destiny. At Like It Matters Radio, we teach you how you were made, how you create experience, and how you can change your world by changing your thinking. Opioid addiction, mental health crisis, PTSD, the soaring suicide rate, political hate and animosity. There is a crisis of toxic proportions and it is destroying us. This pandemic is destroying the foundation of our hope. Hope is fading. At Like It Matters Radio, we help people change their life by changing their thinking and doing based on how we are made. Our mission is to help people maximize their potentials and to live their life like it matters. Our goal is to change this world through our national radio show, bringing hope to listeners everywhere in every heart, body, and soul. We need your help, sponsors, donors, and helpers to do the work that needs to be done to change our world. If you are willing, please email us at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Again, that's Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Join our posse today and leave a legacy for others to follow. Email us at Mr. Black at likeitmattersradio.com. In the subject line, put posse. Give me 48
3: hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power.
2: At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule.
5: I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-day class and um, fell in love with it after that, I was absolutely 100 percent sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough and nothing could be further from the truth.
2: Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy. You can call me Mr. Black. And today we're talking about zeal without knowledge. That is really what is going on in this uh, country, this mess that we're creating. Uh, Turn off the TV. Uh, Quit attempting to replace the duly elected president for an HR issue. It's just silly, it's just silly. I'm in town right now because we are doing our last class in Minneapolis or our last class of the year actually. And I'd love for you to join us Saturday. 330s, public graduation. We have a couple listeners actually, um, who, uh, listen to the show for a couple years that are actually in the training. So, uh, I'm excited. So if you're a listener and you want to be inspired, you want to be motivated, you want to be moved, you want to see the better you, you want to see the solution to the ills that are struggling, making this country struggle. Uh, 330, where is this place? It is, um, Radisson Hotel, Brooklyn Center. Radisson Hotel, Brooklyn Center. Uh, it's 2200 Freeway Boulevard. In Minneapolis there, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. It's time to choose, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to choose. Who are you going to be? Life's a series of choices. We can't control what's going on in the country, but we control how we respond to it. And if enough people start responding differently than what those elected officials are supposed to work for us, we'll start doing something different. Quit wasting our money. Quit wasting our thing. I mean, China is surpassing us in every aspect of everything. And yet we're playing this game. And China's watching these here all over. there laughing. Look, Google AI research. China's putting like six times as much money into AI. They are surpassing us in so many things. And what we're doing, we're playing this little HR game. Let's see if we can destroy a man. In the process, people, we're taking down a country, ours. Who are you going to be, a builder or a wrecker? One of my favorite poets, Edgar Guest. You heard me say it again because it's so powerful. It says, builder or wrecker, I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a ho, heave, ho, and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and a sidewall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled, the men you'd hire if you had to build? He gave me a laugh and said, no, indeed, just common labor is all I need. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. And I thought to myself as I went my way, which of these two roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who works with care, measuring life by the rule in the square? Am I shaping my deeds by a well-made plan, patiently doing the best I can? Or am I a wrecker who walks the town content with the labor of tearing down? And that's unfortunately what the Democratic Party's become. It's content with tearing down. The question is this. I can easily wreck in a day or two what builders have taken a year to do. We are ripping down the fragment of this society, the foundation. All so 40% of you out there can destroy a man who is duly elected. That's just sad. We cannot control what happens to us, but we can control what happens in us. It's time to take back our power. It doesn't come from the government. It doesn't come from the Constitution. It is God-given. It is innate, inerrant. It's there. It can't be taken away. It's not a mistake. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power, it's your freedom. Because of what people did in that space, we know them. We know who Jackie Robinson is because of what he did in the space between the stimulus and response. We know who Martin Luther King was because of what he did between the stimulus and the response in that space. He had power. And if you read the I Have a Dream speech, which most of you won't read beyond the first I Have a Dream, because you know why Dr. King had a dream? Because Dr. King knew Jesus Christ. That's why they dream. You cannot control a lot of things, but you can control yourself. Maya Angelou wrote one of my favorite poems, I Will Rise. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may tread me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. Does my sadness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with a certainty of tides, just like hope springing high, still I'll rise. Do you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, cause I laugh like I've had gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words, you may cut me with your eyes, You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still, like air, I will rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide. Leaving behind rites of terror and fear, I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. What about you? Are you gonna play victim? Are you gonna feel sorry for yourself? Or will you rise? See, the environment is so critical. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the power to change that environment. If you don't feed this stuff that's going out there, if you don't continue to vote for these people that just want to destroy this man in the process, destroys this country, I mean, let's be honest. If you know anything about the Constitution, what is going on, whether you like that man in the White House or not, is wrong. He can't defend himself. The Republicans can't ask questions. They can't call um, their own witnesses. You can't even face your accuser, which is the basics of our legal system. Now, come on. Whether you like the guy or not, would you want to be in that position? This is, a, this is terrible. This goes back to what they did in the old days. This is what we did to black people in the beginning of this country. This is what the Nazis did to Jews. They treat them as deplorables. They treat them as less than. They were dogs. That's the, quote, bell whistle. Because you can destroy a dog. See, it's the culture. If you look at a, I teach a lot about culture in my leadership training. Because leadership's a loop. It's permission. It's example. It's culture. And the culture is like soil. From good soil comes good produce. From bad soil comes bad produce. And there are tenets. there are um, pieces, if you will, of a culture that are weak and one that are strong. So you gotta compare the two. See, in a weak culture, it's more of a negative environment. In a strong culture, it's more of a positive environment. What's the culture out there as you watch CNN and MSNBC? See, in a weak culture, leaders are dictators. In a strong culture, leaders are motivators. In a weak culture, leaders are controlling. It's my way, the highway. Have you seen Adam Schiff running the committee? No one gets to do anything except what he says. He's king. He's lord. He's God. In a strong culture, leaders allow for creativity. In a weak culture, fear is used to keep people in fear of loss, fear of risking, fear of failure. Man, every time uh, something uh, Adam Schiff thinks he's got something, he leaves the room, runs out to the microphone, says, "Got him." Fear. Fear is used to keep people on fear of loss, fear of risking, fear of embarrassment. In a strong culture, though, empowerment and encouragement support the team. In a weak culture, backbiting and politics is common. you see it? I mean, everything being leaked. I've never seen, man, our government is now like a sponge. It leaks. There's leaking everywhere. The biggest thing now is cool to Leak, 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 leak. leak. As long as it serves your purpose. Leak it. Leak it. There are no secrets anymore. However, in a strong culture, empowerment, I mean, members of the team support each other. You see any support going on out there? In a weak culture, the environment is stressful, not a lot of fun happening. Again, look around. However, in a strong culture, the team is committed, you can feel the enthusiasm. In a weak culture, the only time you hear from your boss is when you've done something wrong. But in a strong culture, you get compliments on a job well done and get constructive criticism in areas that are needed. Because sometimes we need some feedback to say, hey, what you're doing uh, is not working. And again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. And it's the underlying intent with what you say. I teach people that when you're giving feedback to people. Check yourself. You got to check yourself. In a weak culture, there's a lack of respect for workers. They're treated like tools. They're manipulated. However, in a strong culture, personalities are pinpointed. And workers are treated like the valuable assets that they are. In a weak culture, there's a resistance to change. There's a resistance to change. Donald Trump was elected because the Republican Party doesn't like him, the Democratic Party doesn't like him, and a lot of us said something's got to change. The entire system is broke. Not the Democrats are broke, not the Republicans are broke, the entire system is broke. And if you don't see by watching TV that this entire system is broke, and we quit winning and losing, quit doing all this record keeping, and start looking at the system as a whole, and let's be honest, people, it's broke. But strong culture, input is welcome from all team members. And so it's great to have zeal, but you want to have zeal with knowledge. Learn about yourself. Learn how you work. Learn how you create experience. Let me help you become the George Bernard Shaw you could have been. That's why I do this radio show. Go to likeitmatters.net. I don't need you in my class, but you need to be in there so you can learn just how powerful you are. Learn how that system that you occupy works. You need a teleos view, a complete view. The way, Three ways to see any situation from your own eyes, from someone else's eyes, and from an overview. Then you can make more sound decisions. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm helping you have some hope for your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does.
5: digital marketing is a big part of just about every business it's everywhere is your business using it to your advantage are you receiving your share of the leads if you're not effectively using digital media you could be losing sales by the second even worse your customers can be grabbed up one by one never to return Deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at SurroundMSP.com, connecting
0: you with new customers. Your resource.